All right. I have a I have a weak intro. I can't wait to hear your Miss Marvel impersonation. <laughs> it's very it's... All right. Oh my god, it's Kamala and we're here to talk about sloth babies, my show and like review bombers and like Obi-Wan and like Avengers Con and like oh my god, it's Morbin time. I mean, it's the Infinity Watch podcast. <laughs> There's I think that, that was just you in high school. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But uh, but as we'll get into, I relate very strongly to Kamala in in high school. Wow. So uh, so maybe that's uh, maybe that's intentional. We're gonna we're gonna enter into a weird zone of the podcast where all expectations are flipped, as well as opinions <laughs> as well. But let's jump into it. <laughs> I forgot how to do this podcast, the Infinity Watch <laughs> podcast. My name is Tommy. I'm here with my prepubescent co-host, Eric. This is season three, episode six, and we're here to talk about the first episode of Miss Marvel. Yes, we are indeed. And, and I, yeah, so I think you hinted to it. I suspect we are going to have very different opinions on this. Yeah, which is strange because I, I bought the first issue of Miss Marvel when it came out. Um, I held on to it for a long time, and then I just recently sold it. Because, man, people are crazy what they're offering for him. But uh, I love the comic books when they came out. You know, it's very Spider-Man-esque, which I think we talked about. Yes. You know, you kind of got the high school person, nerd, who discovers powers somehow. And, you know, it's just super geeky and fun. So, Yeah. But we'll see. Um, before we jump into Miss Marvel, though, let's go into the news. A lot of stuff has happened since we last talked. Um, I have four split personalities now, um, and oh, there's been exciting. a lot of comic and Star Wars news, so let's jump into it. I read this oh, this yeah. morning, and I was shocked. Um, I'm sure uh, you read it, but apparently a Thunderbolts movie is officially in development at Marvel Studios. Um, oh, is it a movie? I, I just assumed it was a show. So according to Deadline, they are confirming that a movie based on the Thunderbolts team is in development with nice. Jack Schreier. I don't know how to say his name. Yeah. And he's supposed to direct it. It says he's known for Robert, uh, Robot and Frank and then something called Dave. And uh, Oh, yeah. Dave's incredible. Dave is uh, the Little Dicky show. Oh, okay. That show's really good. Okay. I was like, what is that? Um, and so there's really no details there, but I guess it seems like they have a lot of characters coming in. At least we have Baron Zemo there. I don't know. Will we ever get a Red Hulk? Give me Red Hulk, baby. That's all I want. Cause, uh, that guy's dead. Yeah. R.I.P. So, yeah. R.I.P. Damn. But I guess the whole thing about Red Hulk is like for a really long time, you don't know who Red Hulk is. So they could just go pure CGI with that character for a while. I would also argue I'm not sure they knew who he was for quite some time. <laughs> yeah, maybe not. <laughs> but like, don't think about the mustache too hard. Just don't think about it. You know, it'll, it'll be fine. But no, I mean, it's it's exciting stuff. And, uh, you know, we're going to have Thunderbolts. We're going to have some Young Avengers kind of thrown in there. Uh, because, spoiler alert... 
Miss Marvel's credits might have revealed a cameo for future episodes. Oh. So I okay. I guess some, some folks watch the credits and read them. I guess that's what you're supposed to do. Wow. Um and in the credits there's a a credit for makeup artist to Ms. Steinfeld. Oh well. So Interesting. We might be seeing Hawkeye later on in this show, which would be pretty cool. Yeah, that would I think be. We super both cool. liked her quite a bit, so big fan. It could, it could have fan. been an error. I don't know. Who knows? Um, but hey, might see some more uh, Young Avengers thrown in there because it seems like lots of them are stacking up with all these movies and shows. Yeah, I love it. So, um, man, DC just can't catch a fucking break. <laughs> Because you already had the the Johnny Depp, Amanda Heard thing going on. You know, yeah. everyone's got opinions about that. But now, already embroiled in drama, the Flash star, Ezra Miller, has even more accusations. He already had, like, uh, he was arrested twice in Hawaii for, like, verbal and physical assault and, like, being drunk or something, allegedly, in public. Uh, but there's a report now from TMZ that he basically supplied a minor with drugs and alcohol and, like, this young girl from North Dakota from, like, an Indian reservation. Like, he was, like, taking her across oh the world God, and giving her... Yeah. What are you fucking doing? He probably allegedly flashed her. <laughs> that was a joke oh, and not real. boy. Oh, but, but also probably real. But yeah, I mean, it, you know, all this, you know, there's really nothing to joke about because it's all like terrible. It's like legitimately terrible. Yeah. And man, they already finished making that movie, did they not? You know, I think Michael Keaton's so. going to be in it as Batman. And uh, I really, I really feel like they are going to have to re-edit that movie to be a Batman movie. <laughs> Could you imagine having to like edit the Flash movie to put a whole new Flash in? I mean, it's been done before. Yeah. Yeah, it sure has. But, you know, <laughs> what, like, here's here's what I never understand. I get it, people, like, have, have problems and shit, but imagine being lucky enough to be the lead of, like, a, a huge movie franchise. Yeah. And you just fuck it up so bad because yeah. you're such a piece of trash. It is hard, yeah, I mean, I agree, I think we both agree, it's like, it's hard to understand, like, I'm very sympathetic to mental health issues, Sure. but it's really hard to understand when you have literally everything possible yeah. given to you. There's gotta be, like, like some substance abuse issues, or... Yeah, yeah, for or sure. something, no because, question. damn, just, the reports are crazy. Yeah, that's uh pretty that's sure the girl was like fourteen or something. Oh my god. Oh my god. Let's see. These fucking celebrities. I mean oh. it's not ju- it's not celebrities, it's just humanity. Humanity's awful. People I apologize, she was twelve. Oh my god. So that's that's as about fucked up as it gets, so let's move on because damn, I'm getting a bad taste in my mouth just thinking Christ. about it. Christ. Um so, Thor Love and Thunder tickets go on sale Monday. Okay. That's exciting. That's good news. Let's turn it right around. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you have to get the tickets now real fast, because these movies, like, there's not that many movies that come out between, like, these big 
like tentpole films anymore. It's kind of just bounces one to one. There used to actually be like movie competition at the theaters, but now it's like, well, this couple of weeks is for you know the new uh, Tom Cruise. What the fuck is it called? Yeah, Top Gun. Top Gun Maverick, and then after that, here comes Thor for a bit. You know, it's like they each have their own little time, and unless you're gonna watch like an A twenty four movie or something, it's pretty much all you get. So yeah. So but it, but it seems Monday. like the quality has been pretty high with a few notable Mormon exceptions. Yeah, I mean, usually <laughs> like the other movies that would be that would be coming out were pretty garbage. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, Sony re-released Morbius. <laughs> Dude, that, I, that it is so fun. What a better proof that Sony executive, executives are absolutely fucking brain dead. Yeah, they uh, on Friday they just made eighty five grand re releasing Morbius yeah. into theaters. Totally worth it. And so I guess the whole weekend they made less than three hundred thousand dollars. So their total box office for the U S. went from seventy three point three million to seventy three point six million. So <laughs> I mean that is seventy two million more than it deserves. Hey, you know no one saw this coming, Eric. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, absolutely no one. Everyone were, you know, everyone was hedging their bets on Morbius. It was the hot commodity in town. Everyone was talking about it. So it's like, can you blame them? You know, no one, yeah. no one could have, you know, foreseen this. Well, hey, don't worry because they have a guaranteed hit on their hands with uh, El Muerta or whatever, whatever that movie is. Dude, I still don't <laughs> even know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> that you, character that nobody's. You tried ever explaining heard of. to me last time. I still, you know. Uh, I don't know. Oh what my else? god. So. Unbelievable. Uh but you know Hollywood's not dead. They still got good ideas and that's why Joker is getting a sequel. So. Okay. So what is your is I sense some sarcasm. I'm you not know, mad about this. I thought Joker was good. I didn't think it was like life-changing like some people did, but I thought it was good. I enjoyed I thought it. okay, I okay, I thought the Joker did its job. But it was far from great. But it okay. wasn't bad by any means. I thought, you know, like, it was a movie. It was, it's one of those movies I'll never see ever again kind of thing. Yeah. Because I was like, damn, man, life's dark enough. Gas is like $19. I can't <laughs> deal with this shit. Um, but, like, it did its job, which was good. Yeah. Um, I find it funny that it's called Folia Do. Because yes. that's a Fallout Boy album. Yes, it is. Um, <laughs> but, you know, you got the same people returning. And so that's good. For me, I I'll go see it if it's actually got like a cool Harley Quinn in it, which it's supposed to. Is um, that confirmed that Harley Quinn's gonna be in it? Because that was my first thought, I, as I'm sure it was most people's. That's what the reports were saying. I don't I don't know if we can say it's confirmed. Uh, the title would probably also kind of lean towards that way. So, you know, it's like the shared madness for two kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Um, let's see, there's speculation Harley Quinn might be involved, but it will not be Margot Robbie's rendition, which makes right, sense. Right, yeah. Um, and so I hope that's what they're doing because just like with the Batman movie, how we discussed, like, give me Robin with the Joker, give me Harley Quinn. You know, it's like, yeah, yeah. I don't want to have to like work so hard just to get like what the Batman animated series already did very well. You know, I just right. want to see a live action version of it. So we'll see. Yeah. You know, I'm interested. I'm interested in this. That movie made a lot. I think it made a billion dollars, right? 
Yeah, it was very yeah, successful. It made over a billion dollars. So, I mean, that's like, it was rated R. Right? Yeah. Yeah, it was. it was. And so it's like, for a rated R movie to make a billion dollars, there's that's no nice. way. You know, I bet uh, Todd Phillips or whatever was like, yeah, I don't want to do it. You know, I did my movie. <laughs> yeah, but they, then were they were begging like, him. Hey, we'll give you like $100 million to do it. You know, probably not even that much, but it's like, okay, like, at that point, even if you make, like, the shittiest movie ever, hey, I got money, so. If I was a director in Hollywood, man, I would be just, like, <laughs> taking projects. Yeah, I'd sell out so fucking quick. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> you throw it. 20 million at me, I'll, I'll make the shittiest piece of shit ever, but yeah, I true. got 20 million dollars, so. True. Um, Did you see the... The trailer for Black Adam, starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I did, and I actually was like, well, well, well. Looks like maybe, yeah, DC might have a good movie on their hands. Yeah, I mean, like, it's basically The Rock beating the shit out of people. Yeah, which is always Very Invincible-esque style. We got, like, Doctor Strange, only it's Pierce Brosnan. Doctor Fate. I oh, I that. see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Yep, yep, yep. Love that. And then we got Giant Man, which is, uh, what's the, what is the name of their guy? The Adam, I think. Uh, it's like is Adam it Smasher, I think. Okay, okay. They look very similar, but they're different characters. I don't know. It's DC, so I don't, I don't know. Uh, and then it's got Hawkman in it, I believe, as well, yeah. Yeah, so. that'll be an interesting one. And so it actually looked like a really good trailer. Everyone was like, there's people on Twitter that are like, well, they're clearly copying off the MCU because the rock was like flying yeah, between good. two fighters. And I was like, why are we upset? Like, yeah, like they should have been doing that 10 years ago. Damn fucking time. <laughs> that movie came out in 2008. Shit. Yeah. Yep. But no, I thought the trailer was actually really good. I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah. Same here. So look out for that one. Um, I read a bizarre article today. Uh, that apparently our Lord and Savior, Kevin Feige, was seriously considering jumping over to DC during phase two of the MCU. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, of course, once I read that, I was like, damn, that's crazy. But it's like he had to deal with, you know, Marvel CEO Ike Perlmutter, yes. who was like a notorious piece of shit. Um, and basically at that point, he was reporting to Marvel rather than like Disney leadership. So... He basically told CEO Bob Iger, like, hey, you need to make Marvel Studios its own thing, and I'm reporting to you. Otherwise, I'm getting the fuck out of here. And you know what? He was like, yep, okay, no problem. And <laughs> that probably pretty much ended all of that. But yeah. It's crazy to consider because there was a little rough patch there in, in uh, Phase 2, and you can see where it was happening. You know, um, And so, damn. We're, we're lucky that that didn't happen because... It all kind of came back together real nice. But I would say, like, Iron Man 3 and, like, Thor the Dark World, it got a little sketch there for a bit. Yeah, it definitely did. But in retrospect, those movies are remembered worse than they actually were, I think. I would say, yeah, Thor the Dark World, people shit on it more than it deserves. Iron Man 3, I still don't like. I tried watching it the other day, and I just couldn't. Yeah, I just I remember when we went through them for uh, the the first iteration of this podcast, um, or the first season I should say of this podcast. Right. Um, I just I remember thinking they were going to be way worse than I thought they were 
Like for so, I just I remember the bad parts more than I remember the good parts. I guess. Yeah, I think both of us were like, "Ooh, Thor: The Dark World is gonna be rough, gonna be rough." And then I think yeah. we gave it like a four out of six. Or yeah, something. like it was fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just uh, you know, people. I don't know. We have a, like a certain impression of things, and whether it's right or wrong, it just kind of sticks for whatever reason. Yeah. So, um, the last bit of Marvel news I have is for those that saw Borat two. Um, <laughs> the lead actress, uh, Maria Bakalova has been announced as playing a key role in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. They don't know who she's going to be yet, um, but she has signed on to the film. Um, she was kind of the breakout, breakout star of Borat 2, so very exciting. And James, yeah. Con- James Gunn confirmed it on Twitter. So I love it. Yeah, I have not seen Borat too, but I heard she was uh, she was really good. Yeah, that was a good one. I think I watched that like the the week it came out. I just love those movies. They're so silly. It's absolutely crazy what they do. Very nice. <laughs> that, yeah, all the politics involved with that one. It was wild. Um, I figured I'd save any Star Wars stuff for you because I have not watched Obi Wan Kenobi yet. Cardinal sin of nerddom. Yeah, so I, I don't know if I really have any, like, news other than um, they released a trailer for Andor, which is a movie based on a nothing character from a mediocre movie that didn't need to exist. Is it a movie or a show? It's a show, right? Andor, Andor is a show, oh, but, okay. but, but the character is from the movie Rogue One, which I am on record of being the only person in the universe who did not like. Oh, man, it's um, the, best, the best new Star Wars movie that's been made. Oh my god, you are on crack cocaine. But, I was uh, I was at a bar the other night and The Last Jedi was on TV and I couldn't keep my eyes off the screen because it was just like, you know, there's no sound and I was just watching yeah. a silent shitty Star Wars movie. Oh my god, you mean the best the best one in recent times. I forgot how many big actors you... just like randomly show up yeah, in Yeah, Benicio movie. del Toro's yeah, in that movie. I was like, movie? what? He's in this movie? I completely <laughs> forgot. Benicio del Toro. Oh my gosh, just craziness all over. Yes. They're like, man, I'm gonna finally be in a good movie. Too bad for them. And and, and they were, doing. and they happened to be in in the best one of the in the most recent trilogy. So man, good for and them. just Supreme Leader Snoke is just the ugliest motherfucker, man. That is true. That is Holy true. Shit. We agree on that. Laura Dern, apparently, you got to just dye her hair, and she's a space lady. Yeah, good to go. S- Sorry, space I, babe, need, I need to I would stop. Say. I need to stop before but, uh, I keep going. <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, so they released a trailer for Andor, and despite the fact that his character was useless and I could not name him if my life depended on it before this trailer. I don't think either of us could. <laughs> yeah, I don't think anybody in the world could. This trailer actually looks amazing. It's, it's by far the best Star Wars has looked in the television series. No question. Um, yeah, it looked amazing, dude. It really did. It really, really did. I've like fallen off the Star Wars train, and I was like, "Damn, I might watch that." Yeah, yeah. Just it looked very cinematic, and and it's funny because like you don't notice h- how not cinematic the shows have become until you have something to compare it against. Yeah. And that trailer was very cinematic, and it just makes me realize how much. Obi-Wan, which is fine. I don't dislike it, but it's so clearly a television show. And it's like... Yeah, I hate that, dude. Yeah. 
yeah, just make it. And I feel, we'll get into this, but I feel like Moon Knight also was so clearly a television show. I feel yeah. like the first episode of Miss Marvel was very cinematic in the way it was shot and the way that it looks, which I, which I did really enjoy. Um, so, yeah, so, so big fan of Andor. Obi-Wan's fine. If you like Star Wars, you're probably already watching it. If you don't, take it or leave it, because you already know where it's going to end up, because we know where it ends up, thanks to the original trilogy from half a century ago. Can I ask a question? Yes, please do. Spoiler question. Uh, yes. Do they have the helicopter lightsabers yet? No one has... F- thank God none of them have flown with the helicopter lightsabers yet. But the Inquisitors, by far are the worst part of that show because they all look goofy and stupid. Um, In my brain, I like to imagine a world, you know, I, I just watched this scene with Obi-Wan from, from A New Hope, like, last week, because I love it. And he's like, oh, I got something for you, your father's lightsaber. You know, he, like, hands it to him. <laughs> I like to imagine, like, after that scene, he's like, I'm going to go out for a, a, a death stick, just stay inside. And then he just yeah. goes for, like, a little ride on one of the little <laughs> helicopter lightsabers for a bit for fun. He's just holding on to it for, for his own oh. enjoyment. Yeah, those things absolutely suck. Um, however, the actress who plays little Leia is incredible. Um, so good. Easily the best part of the show. Big, yeah. big fan. Big, big fan of little Leia. Um, and I will say, everybody who's hating on the main Inquisitor, like, I'm not going to say everybody who dislikes that character is racist, but that character is by far the least annoying of the Inquisitor's and if she's your least favorite, ask yourself why. Because yeah. relax. They're like, oh wait, like, I just happen to hate the only black character. Yeah, just it's fucking totally relax. nothing to do with race. It's yeah, it, it, it's it, it is truly ridiculous. There are a million keyboard warriors. Mm, people aren't allowed to hate characters anymore. It's like, no, you are absolutely allowed to hate characters. Who the fuck are these people? I don't understand. I like, don't get. It. I like look around in life and I'm like, who are the people that are like making these racist comments online. It makes no sense to me whatsoever. It, yeah, it makes no sense at all. And, and again, to be super clear, you are absolutely allowed to not like that character. But if in some insano reality, you hate that character and are fine with the other two absolute goofballs, you, reassess yourself. Like <laughs> The other guys are just like alien skinheads. They are a billion times worse. A billion times worse. Rev is fine. Uh, so anyways, that's my little, uh, that's my little Obi-Wan soapbox. But I would say, honestly, that show is worth the watch just for, just for, uh, Little Leia. Who I, who I, I have coined the term Little Leia, uh, just cause I, I think it's adorable. Just like that character. She does a great Carrie Fisher, uh, impression, I guess you could say. Um, she's so good. And the relationship between her and Obi-Wan is so good. It is definitely the best reason uh, to watch that. So I'm show. assuming that like the little Luke kid isn't as good. He's been in it for 10 seconds. So oh, far. Okay. spoiler, alert. Right. Gotcha. Uh, which, which honestly does make sense because in the original trilogy, Leia clearly was very aware of Obi-Wan, 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 because she's calling, she's calling him for help. And Luke, Clearly, barely has any idea who this guy is. So, so it does make sense that fucking uh, Amperu. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. God damn it. So, so I, it, yeah, it does make sense why Luke would not be in this story. And it's probably good he's not. On a scale from one to how great Leia looked in the end of Rogue One, how good is this actress? Oh, I mean... Uh, Leia looked like shit at the end of Rogue One. Uh, yeah, so was, I don't, that, so that I don't was, get this that was a That was a put on, for sure. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> it's just weird CGI. No, no not nearly as bad as uh, Tarkin did. I, w- I went and rewatched the CGI of Grand Moff Tarkin. In, or I know that wasn't his title he, in Rogue One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn, he looks straight out of a Pixar movie. Yeah. <laughs> I, Leia honestly didn't bother me nearly as much. She's there for like two seconds. But man, Tarkin just looked weird. That Uncanny Valley was wild. That, that's so funny. So I've only seen that movie in the theater. And I remember feeling the opposite. When... when I remember I eventually, I just remember first seeing that actor and I was like, whoa, that's like a, that's quite a likeness. And it took, it like took me a a second to be like, oh shit, that's CGI. And you can definitely tell, but it didn't, it wasn't jarring to me. You need to go watch that scene again, dude. I I would love to hear your thoughts on it. I'm, oh, I'm sure it's horrible. I'm, I'm sure it was greatly helped by the fact that it was in a theater. Um. Oh yeah, for sure. But, uh. But but I remember in the theater, because I knew that Leia. It's like I, I'm much less familiar with like what's his name Peter Cushing. Uh yeah, I think so. Yeah, so, like I'm much less familiar yeah, with the Peter way that Cushing. guy looks and like. I think for me, I was took... like, I know this homie's dead, so <laughs> I'm just like, yeah. what the heck? I think it just took my brain a second to like catch up. But like with Carrie Fisher, it's like I ever you know Carrie Fisher, so you knew immediately that was CGI. So my brain was just like, what the fuck is this um it's a wild time we're in this is gonna get more and more common for sure for sure but if they continue the way that luke looked in the last mandalorian season and get better from there go for it great because that was a damn near flawless see what i didn't get was that kathleen kennedy came out and she was like basically saying that um like casting younger people as like the characters like younger was like a mistake. She was saying that like the whole Han yeah, Solo thing was a mistake, which and was, was like, a fine movie. That movie turned out fine. Like, there's nothing objectively like bad about that movie. They need to get rid of her. I don't. I don't think she's doing that great. Yeah, she's she's very hit or miss. But uh, but before we move on, I just want to say to to kind of answer your question, I truly would give. The uh, the miniature Leia actress, easily six out of six Infinity Stones. She is crushing it. Incredible wow. child. It's her and the kid who is in that Ryan Reynolds movie, The Adam Project, who's going to be the new Percy Jackson, are the two best child actors probably I've ever seen in my life. They are, they're so good. That's wild, because usually they're terrible, right? Yes, almost always. <laughs> it's very rare that child actors, you know... I always feel bad for them because it's like, what do you fucking expect? Right, right. But, all right, I'll probably watch it at some point. It's worth. It is worth. It is worth a watch. But I know my brother and my sister-in-law were very away. surprised I hadn't watched it. I don't know. I'm just kind of like, meh. Yeah, mm. it's not. I mean, because there's no. What can the story possibly do? Yeah. Nothing. It's. And then if yeah. the trailer doesn't do anything for me, then I'm kind of like, eh. Yeah. I find I watch a lot more TV in the winter. Because like when it's summer out, I'm like, yeah, I need to get fair. out of my house. Because I work from home. 
uh, for listeners that don't know that. And it's just like, I spend so much time in the house. I'm always just like, let's get out of here. Yes. Let's just get the hell out of here. And yeah. So, um, all right. Was that everything for news today? Uh, oh yeah. And there's a new, there's a new, uh, Jedi Fallen Order game coming out, which, uh, probably will be good. So yeah, that, that, that's Boom. all that is significant. I would say. All right. Let's jump right into it. My notes are sparse, but I'll try my best here. Okay. Because, uh, you know, I would say for Miss Marvel Episode 1, not a lot happens, but I think we do learn a lot yeah. at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would agree. I would, that's what I would say. And so, how do we start off here? We're, we set up Kamala Khan is in high school, and I'm assuming she's 16 because she's taking her driving test, right? She, I think she's, she says she's 16, yeah. She's 16. And we we open up. She's like a, like a super huge fangirl of all the superheroes and the Avengers, and she has like her own like animated YouTube ish channel. Is that how you yeah. describe it? Yeah, so, Sloth Baby Productions. Boom! What a name! <laughs> so good, and and I really loved that uh, style of like animation that that popped up throughout the episodes like her daydreams basically yeah that whole the whole art style of like different like cgi stuff on the walls that kind of looks like it's moving i mean it is moving yeah and kind of all i don't even know what you call that like it it really did add a little bit to the episode yeah it really worked for me it's almost like it's not quite stop motion but it's uh but maybe maybe well, actually, it's kind of like Spider Verse ish. Yes, it's like yeah, that's, that's what it reminded me too. And and you know, I was like, man, this could have not worked out really well, like the look yeah. of it. But it yeah, actually yeah. did work. It pretty... really did way better than the trailers, in my opinion. Yeah, way better. Yeah, the trailer really put me off, and I also wasn't expecting to hear um, to hear the weekend at the beginning too. I don't know for some reason that song is just overplayed in my brain. It is. My least favorite weekend song. My first note is, "Wow, they're really getting their money's worth from this weekend license, huh?" Yeah, there's some <laughs> some guys like, "If we're gonna pay for the weekend, we better have it in there four times." Yeah. So yeah, when it opened to that, I was like, eh, "Like everyone knows this song," uh, but you know, it ended up working out. And so she's like a fan girl of the Avengers. She loves Captain Marvel the most, which like I can instantly relate to. Like I, you know, love her. She's great. Yeah. Um, she, she does her driving test and just like immediately slams the gas and reverses into her driving instructor's <laughs> car. Like what? This is wild. Yeah. Makes no sense. Yeah. That was, uh, that was a little weird. Like, what are you, like, what are you doing? Huh? As someone how, who passed it on happen? the first try, I just can't understand it. But then I also knew people that it's like, well, I'm on my fifth test and I'm like, what are you doing exactly? Hey. Guess what? I'm going to say something that might be controversial. If you don't pass your driver's test the first try, you're probably stupid. You, like, <laughs> you, it is so ridiculously easy. Oh, you're probably stupid. Like, you just are, man. I thought you were Come just going to say, like, you, you shouldn't get your driver's license and then just leave. No, it you're just I, probably stupid. You're just, just probably stupid. I mean, yeah. keep trying. <laughs> like, try to, try to fight through your stupidity, but know that you're in for a rough go. If you I would can't also pass like. Driving test. I would blame the parents. Like you should know whether someone's ready for a driver's test or not. Yeah, of course. Like it should be pretty fucking obvious whether you know how to drive, because usually where it fucks people up is the whole parallel parking thing. That yes, that is definitely out. the toughest part. But like, 
damn, just slamming a car right back into the one right behind you. Yeah, like, what are you doing? I'm pretty sure a seven-year-old could drive better than that. Just yes. saying. So. But it's it's for comedic effect, you know? Um, I love how, like, she's like, what did she say? She's like, uh, like no one noticed that or something. He's like, that's my car. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I was a big fan of the fact that she kind of under... And I'm not sure... I should have Googled what this means, but she says, uh, Bismala. And the guy kind of oh, looks at her yeah. and he's like bless you <laughs> yeah that was hilarious I that uh, i feel like jokes like that are, are kind of easy but that one just hit really hard for me I, I love the delivery on both sides yeah that was funny yeah there's there's a lot of really cool cultural stuff because she's pakistani and, yep. and muslim and stuff like that and so it's a lot different for people and of course there's people that are like review bombing this show because they can't get their heads out of their ass but it's like yeah damn. insane but not surprising yep not at all um so Kamala's at school, and then she meets up with her school counselor. This took me completely out, because this guy is like a TikTok famous dude. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. I've never seen this guy before. Yeah, and so he has like a weird talk with her, because, um, let's see, let's see, Gabe Wilson Jr. I want to see what this actor's name is. He basically is talking to her and saying like hey you got to figure out what you want to do in life and you got to figure out you know what you want to be and what your career path is blah 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 blah. classic high school dilemma yep pretty much his this guy's name is jordan firstman um never heard that name in my life he is he was on um like tiktok and stuff and he would do like videos just like making impersonations of things i don't know dang that's crazy i feel like i'm i'm decently tapped into like the tiktok world i've never heard of or seen this guy before damn that's crazy three days older than me wow crazy uh let's see he rose to prominence for his short skits called impressions shared on instagram live during the pandemic um but yeah so, yeah, that kind of pulled me out, but, you know, it was just kind of more the same kind of, like, funny little thing where she's just, like, her head's up in the clouds, her imagination's always going crazy. That's why we have all the crazy CGI in the background, stuff like that. Yes. And so her and her best friend, Bruno, uh, Disney's loving that name, but that was his name in the comics. Yeah, we don't, we, don't, uh, we don't talk about him. Oh, shit, sorry. Um, <laughs> they're working on finishing up a Captain Marvel cosplay for Avenger Con, which is coming yeah. to Jersey City in like a week. Um, and so they want to go do that because so, that's her favorite character. They want to go to Avenger Con because she's obsessed with superheroes, all this stuff. Um, however, her parents are like super duper strict. Um, I think their names are Yusuf and shit, I forgot her mom's name. Something. Um, but yeah, she like has like a, an older brother who is like pretty religious, but they like let him do whatever he wants, but they're very strict as classic. What, she, what, yeah, what she wants to do. And her parents don't want her wearing like the Captain Marvel outfit. Cause it's too like tight fitting. Um, which is and, ridiculous. Yeah. Cause it's not at all. Um, and so her mom, she has to go shopping with her mom. And so they're like shopping to, I think it's for like someone's wedding. Right. I can't remember what it's her brother's for. wedding. Yeah. Yeah, okay, yep. Um, and so she has to go do all this stuff with her parents, and then I guess they receive a package in the mail from Kamala's grandmother. Yes. And it has 
like a golden bangle in it, like a big thick one that's like six inches thick. Mm. And Kamala kind of grabs it, but then her mom just tells her to go put it up in the attic and just like throw it out. It's just junk. Um, which is wild. I want to talk about this because just to bounce around a little bit, this is like from this episode, like the source of her power is just wearing this bangle. It appears to be. Yeah. And I don't know how I feel about that. I like, yeah, I'm, so I'm hoping it's like she still has the power in her, but that like helps unleash it. Maybe. I don't know. I just don't want it to be just a powerful bangle that someone can take is what I'm saying. I suspect it is going to be what you just said. It's going to be, or maybe like, uh, maybe they're going to do some crazy, uh, like the, the last episode of this, you know, we're going to get a cameo from somebody and it's going to be like, look inside the bangle and it's, uh, it's inside. It says, uh, infected with Terrigen mist or like something, yeah. like something like that. Right. Because um, for those that don't know, in the comics, Kamala Khan, Miss Marvel, is an inhuman. And so inhumans get powers when they're basically coming into contact with what is called the Terrigen mist. It's like basically like like a, a crystal that the inhumans use and like they don't know what powers they could become. Like one of these inhumans is like a teleporting dog, like a, a normal yeah. looking person turned into a teleporting <laughs> dog. It's not always the greatest thing. And so basically like a huge Terrigen cloud, like went across the world. And that's what gave Miss Marvel her powers. But it seems like they're taking away her inhuman roots, at least how she got the powers in the comics. And now it's this golden bangle. So it'll be really interesting. I guess I just, I like it when people get powers that, that are more, like permanent, I guess. And I don't want her to like have the bangle stolen. Then she loses the powers. Right. You know, kind of, you know, along the lines of Spider-Man's web shooters. However, Spider-Man always has powers outside of his web shooters. So it's like, I don't want her to just lose the bangle. And then that be like a, a storyline. Like I don't have my powers right now. Cause I lost the bangle. Yeah. I think, I think I'd be very surprised if, it didn't if they didn't find a way to give her the powers like inherently um yeah. i mean maybe it's even because captain marvel got her powers from like absorbing that energy right so maybe right. it'll be a similar thing maybe absorbing... she just like absorbs that energy and she's good to go yeah cause she got hers from absorbing the energy of the tesseract yes yes right so okay so here's my question her does her mom no, about that. It seemed like she did. She like yeah. looked at it funny. Yeah, and I was it like, like she did to me too. I was like, bitch, if you know that you got a magic bangle, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, just throw it in the just throw Put it in the, in attic. the attic. What? <laughs> you know how much gas costs right now, Maniba or whatever your name is. Like, <laughs> damn, you don't want me to have crazy cosmic powers because, shit. Oh man, yeah. When I saw that, I was like, you gotta be kidding me. She knows. She knows. Yeah, I will be very interested to see how much she knows. Um, yeah, me too. Captain Marvel's going to show up in this show, right? I don't know. I don't. I. I don't know. I don't know if they're going to spring for Brie Larson. Maybe we get like a voiceover or something. I don't know. Y- yeah, I could see like a like a face like a FaceTime. Because <laughs> I mean, we all know that she's going to show up again in the films as yes, Miss yes. Marvel in the Marvels. So. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but let's jump backwards. I just need to stop on that for a second. Um, 
so basically, this show had like a very depressing scene in it. It brought me down a little bit because she asks her parents to go to Avengers Con or Avenger Con, and they basically say no. But then, like, her parents come up and surprise her, like, you can go to Avenger Con, but your dad's got to take you. And her dad's dressed up as the Hulk, like, full green makeup on. And he, like, is like, they're trying to meet her in the middle. Um, but, like, it's also really cringe at the same time. But then she's like, no, like, this is so embarrassing. I can't do this. I don't want to be the Hulk. And it's just like, it was so sad for, like, a minute. I was like, damn. I agree that was very sad, but I do think, so I absolutely hated, uh, particularly her mom in this, in this whole episode. Yeah, me too. Um, and I feel like even that, like meeting her in the middle, like that's so toxic because you're, you're not, you're not meeting her in the middle. You're still imposing your will on your child. On right. your young adult child who is for no reason other than to feel power. Like it's it's overprotection. It is it's absolutely toxic. Um I can one hundred percent relate and I felt like I felt like I was watching a a scene from my childhood uh multiple times during this show. Yeah. Yeah. Uh just like just an insane amount of overprotection. It's so unnecessary. No no opportunity for conversation. Uh like no opportunity no like no hearing her out, no hearing her side of the story cuz who cares, right? It's like, right. which is ridiculous. And she's like a good kid too. Exactly. That was always my thing. Like when, it's like, like having strict parents growing up, it's like, do you want me to like go like do some cocaine or something? Because here exactly. I am getting all A's just like playing tennis, like the little white kid I was. And like, why are you giving me such a hard time? You can't let me wear a loose leather jacket at a superhero convention. Are you fucking joking? Like, there's yes i i like i inserted myself into that scene and i was furious i was absolutely yeah. on her side i felt bad for the dad for a second but like there's no way that was sad. happening it's like come on right this is ridiculous you right. want your daughter to dress up as a mini hulk with you right it's crazy ridiculous absolutely crazy and so basically kamala and bruno come up with this crazy like heist esque plan to to just sneak out. Um, of course, the entire plan like doesn't really work, but they sneak out anyways, and they're able to get to Avenger Con. Um, so she gets there like right in time and puts on her Captain Marvel outfit. Um, and as she's you know, she puts the bangle on her wrist as she's like kind of standing on the stage. She starts like shooting out like energy shapes i guess i don't know what to call them yeah i yeah like geometric i i think i think they say in a trailer it's like hard light mm, okay yeah it's yeah it's like some sort of like energy of some sort right and it basically just like starts causing everyone's like amazed but then it starts causing just a bunch of shit to go wrong because this like avenger con actually looked really cool I thought it was really funny because there's like actual toys there that people could buy. Um, I can't, I can't forget to mention that Scott Lang has a podcast. 
Yes. <laughs> and apparently he's been promoting himself very well because he's in the musical for the uh, Attack on New York, you know, um, that we saw in Hawkeye. His helmets were all over the place. Like yeah. Ant-Man is like super popular. Um, I love it. I love, I would love to listen to Paul Rudd just in character on a podcast as Ant-Man. Um, <laughs> but yeah, basically like one of her friends from school who, or not a friend, really, it's like she was like one of the cooler kids from school, was dressed up as Miss Mar- or Captain Marvel there, and they were all shocked by that. Because uh, they're like, what is she doing here? She doesn't even like like this stuff. So I'm sure they're all going to become friends at some well, point. Well, so, okay, so that was, it, it, they really briefly mentioned their relationship earlier in the episode. So that is someone that her and Bruno and the third the third girl, who I can't remember her name, um, I, they were friends with her when they were younger, and oh, okay. and uh, what? And this girl's name is Zoe, and then Zoe apparently like blew up on TikTok. So she has like eighty thousand. They mention like she was way cooler before she got a hundred thousand followers. Oh, I completely missed that. Yeah. So so they were so they were all cool because they had a little brief thing where uh, Kamala bumps into her. And she's like, "Oh, I really like your jacket," and Zoe's like, "I really like your necklace." And, um, and then, uh, it just got awkward and Zoe kind of awkwardly walked away, but, but yeah. So then they mentioned that like, oh yeah, she was way cooler when, before she got a hundred thousand followers. Um, so yeah, so that is, that is their relationship. So they were friends in the past. It seems like. Yeah. So she was in the contest as well for the cosplay. And then like. After Kamala accidentally shot out all these energy things, like things started falling down, and there was like a gigantic meal near Hammer. Yeah, she and she got just gets like smacked. wrecked. Yeah. I laughed so hard. She got wrecked, <laughs> dude. I was like, "Damn, she's still alive." Yeah, um, I thought for sure she was gonna get saved from that, and she did not. But she does save her. She catches her like when she falls with kind of with a gigantic hand. Gigantic hand, so everybody can relax. Yeah, you know, I don't, I don't really, I really don't think the CGI would have worked out. I don't think we're at that Agreed. point. Agreed. Like, Reed Richards in Doctor Strange looked a little bit funky donkey. Okay, I thought he looked fine. There was just like a couple moments where I was like, I don't know, this stretching this, it's a little weird, a little I bit mean, it's weird. It's just a weird thing in general. I think. Right. Yeah, I don't think there's any way to do it, and it looks great. Yeah. But you know, it's just weird, and so. I think that scene kind of just, like, resolves itself. She saves her. Everything kind of calms down. They, like, get the hell out of Dodge. Yeah, um, yeah. Bruno's like, yo, we gotta go. What the fuck was that? Right, <laughs> right. And she gets back home way later than she's supposed to, and her mom is basically waiting um, waiting for her, and she gives her the whole, like, I'm disappointed in you talk, yeah. and she's like, you need to focus on like your family and your own life and get your head out of the clouds with all like this cosmic stuff. She's like, you need to figure out who you want to be like someone dedicated to your family or all this cosmic stuff. She's basically like (laughs) cosmic. cosmic. (laughs) Like this is stupid. (laughs) Who the hell wouldn't? Um, and then that's where like the episode proper ends. Yeah. Um, but we also, I was surprised to see a mid credit scene on this one. Yeah. Um, where we get to see, it was the same two agents from the Department of Damage Control as Spider-Man, right? At least the guy was the same. That's what I read, but I would not have noticed or remembered them. 
They look, both of them looked familiar. I definitely recognized the guy, but they basically see a video of the incident at AvengerCon, and they're like, go detain her, you know, kind of thing. Let's go get yeah. her. Um, and then it basically ends at that. So, Yeah, it does. Um, we got five more episodes. I felt like this was a pretty good start. Um you know, it felt a lot like a character study. There was a lot going on, though, which was yeah. good from, like, a character perspective. Um, it felt very similar to the the first comic, for sure. There was even some lines there, okay. I think, between the dad and the and the son that were, like, verbatim. Um, so it felt very similar from that perspective to me. That's, uh, that's good to know. I'm... I loved this, and... I'm absolutely going to be reading the uh, the comic now. I, I have not yet. Um, it's very similar to to Ultimate Spider-Man, I would say, in tone. I mean, this show is very similar to the Tom Holland Spider-Man movies in tone as well, which I is uh, <laughs> right up my alley. Yeah, huge. I, I would definitely recommend it. Um, G Willow Wilson's. Um, you know, run on Miss Marvel is very good. I, I read every single uh, comic that she wrote for Miss Marvel, which I enjoyed. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see where this goes. Um, I'm hoping it kind of overcomes some of the challenges that some of the, the previous shows have had uh, in kind of like story format. And so um, we'll see, I guess. CGI was better than She-Hulk trailer so far. Way so. better. Way better. Yeah, this it's, one just like felt better than the last few things. Even felt more polished. Yeah, yeah. Which it probably was because I think the filming was done like over a year ago. We oh, thought that babe. this was going to come out last year. Remember? Oh yeah. And so it's like, I was very surprised when Moon Knight came out first this year. I was like, I was expecting that later, but, um, but yeah, let's let's jump over and rate this bitch. Um, right. As we do on this podcast, we rate episodes, series, movies, whatever it is we're talking about out of six whole infinity stones. We've locked ourselves into this rating scale. We're slaves to it just like you, so we just have to deal with it. Um, but let's rate episode one, Miss Marvel. Eric, I'll let you go first. Out of six whole infinity stones, what are you going to give it? Uh, I mean, maybe you'll be surprised by this, but this is an easy six out of six for me. Damn. I like, I truly love this. I think this is my favorite, uh, first episode of any of the Marvel shows so far. Wow. Um, it's just so, it's so heavy on the Spidey vibes and it just, it just got me. It gave me all the feelings that I feel like a, a good superhero origin should give you. Um, just, uh, yeah, I I just loved it. Like it 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 just felt, it felt like a like a really well done superhero origin story. Damn. Um. Yeah, I I cannot wait for the rest of the show. I'm so stoked for it. And that is like you. My expectations were in the dumpster yeah. because I hated <laughs> that, that trailer, trailer. Was so bad. Dude. I hated it, was it. So bad. Um. I'm so stoked now. I'm Damn, so I'm happy excited. that I'm happy that you're happy with it. That makes yes. me happy. Well, what? Are, let's. Uh, what do you? What do you got? Um, I'm struggling here. Okay, I'm struggling. I think I'm gonna give this a four. Okay. Um, I'm gonna watch it like two more times with a more level head. Um, 
Because I think when I watched it, I was in a really shitty mood. But, <laughs> yeah, like, it had fair. everything. Like, when we were talking about it, I'm like, yeah, like, what else was I expecting, kind of? Um, but, yeah, no, I thought it looked really good. It was better than I thought it would be, for sure. I thought they did, they did the origin really well. I'm really interested to learn more about her powers. Like, I, I think yes. there's a lot of potential here for me to grow and learn and love it, kind of. Um, I'm always just comparing things, though, you know? And so... I like this better than the overall series of Moon Knight already, which is crazy yeah, I think that I I'm agree. saying that yeah. because it, <laughs> yeah. it really shouldn't be that way. Um, They're so but, different too, but I but I do I do think I agree. It just feels yeah. so much more polished. It feels finished. Yeah, yeah. The other yeah, I'm, the more I think about Moon Knight, the more I, I I'm upset. Yeah, um, same. It's like the further away I get from it, the less I like it. I I don't di- like. It's not bad. I don't think it's bad, but. Yeah, I feel. I also, don't think I would ever watch it ever again. Yeah, I agree. which is crazy to me. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, I think this is like a pretty strong four. I would probably, upon second watch, put it up to a five. Um. But yeah, I I could easily see this becoming a six, depending on you know. Let's see what the villains look like. Let's see what ends up happening. Um. I hope there's not too much like damage control stuff going on, just because I feel like the whole like government agency trying to regulate superheroes thing has been overdone for a while, you know, with shield, uh, with damage control already, you know, with civil war, it's like this, I just want to see like cool superhero shit. Um, and so I'm really interested in that. I'm interested to see how captain Marvel's involved. If she ever is. Um, and then yeah, her powers, the source of her powers, the whole backstory of how they're changing it. That's so interesting to me. So can't wait. Yeah. Agreed. Also, we probably should have talked about this while we were talking about the episode, but I thought, I think her name's Aman Vellani. She's incredible. She, she's so good as this character. Oh, the actress. Aman, yeah, the yeah, actress. Yeah, yeah um, she was great. You could tell she so loves good. it. Yes, and it, like the interviews are like, I mean, just prime <laughs> Marvel nerd. Uh, I mean, she, she, is, she is true. Like people make the joke, one of us. She is fucking one of us yes. in the in the most serious way. Apparently, after watching <laughs> Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, she texted Kevin Feige to tell him that he was wrong calling the MCU the six one six because it's Earth one nine 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 nine. I'm like, damn, she has Kevin Feige on text, dude. It's so good. Start auditioning for these movies. She said there is also an interview where she said she tried to get a Lockjaw cameo in in the show and they wouldn't do it, dude. <laughs> Could like she seems, she seems like perfect for this character. Couldn't be any better. I would, I would love some teleporting and human dogs in the show. Yes. But man, yeah, that's maybe a little bit much for some people to understand. True. I really do hope that with this show, with Doctor Strange, the Multiverse of Madness, that we start dipping the toes in the inhuman water a little bit more. Because I think they will. I love that, and also at the same time, you know, it's like. I feel like for like 90% of the people that saw Doctor Strange have no idea who the fuck Black Bolt was. Yeah, for sure. sure. Who is this guy? Um, And so we'll see. Um, But let's jump over recommendations. What do we got this week? Mm. So I I think we mentioned this from the last time we... uh, we podcasted. I recently... Yeah, we did for sure. I recently moved. I am still renovating uh, really the whole house, but 
because of that, I really don't have any of my stuff set up. Like, I haven't been... Um, a big chunk of my time previously was just, like, producing music. I have not done that for, like, a month and a half because I have not had a good space to set up my studio equipment. Um, because of that, I have been just... Uh, when I'm not... Working on the house, which is almost always, I'm only consuming media. So, I've done a couple things. I finished the first and second Dune books on your recommendation, which Damn. I very much enjoyed. Um, I've, I, I don't think I've told you this, but I have finished uh, a big recommendation from you, The Three-Body Problem. Also you finished book. it? Yeah, I finished it. Oh, man. Um, yeah, fantastic, fantastic book. Huge fan. And thank and for, for uh, the people listening, that was actually a housewarming gift from you, which I v- really appreciate. I really appreciate that a lot. So thank you. Between um, that and your anger, your house will be well heated. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, so, so loved, uh, loved that book as well. Um, uh, yeah, I won't go. Yeah, you you hit that one pretty hard, so I so I won't go into it. But but it's it's a super good sci-fi story um, by a uh, by a Chinese author translated to English, obviously, and just so good. Really different uh, sci-fi take. Um, so big fan of that. And then I usually don't like recommending things until I finish them, but I'm going to break that rule for two more things. Um, because one, if you are not watching the boys on Amazon prime, the boys is the best superhero show that's ever been made. And it's not, even it is not even close. They came out of the gate swinging in season three. It is unbelievable. Episode one of season three has the wildest scene that has ever been on television on any show in history ever. I dare you to argue with me. You, like, it is truly astonishing um, what happens in episode one of season three. I mean, I'm they so always curious do. now. <laughs> I will. Are do, do, have did you watch seasons one and two? Of no, I've not. I've never watched the boys. All right, I, then. Do you want me to spoil it? Text text it to me after. Text it to me after. Okay. Well, I don't I'll, want to spoil I'll for the people. I'll 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 tell you after we stop recording. Okay. But um, but it is. I mean, you can't even think of the craziest thing you can. It's ten times crazier than that. Uh, just in terms of how is this on television? Who comes up with this? It's insanity. But anyway, so that shows amazing. Um, somehow they've kept the quality consistent through three seasons uh so good and then the very last thing i never thought i'd see the day Uh oh what i never thought i'd see the day but i have become a dark souls fan what i so if anybody doesn't know dark souls is a video game came out a little while ago well a long time ago uh like over 10 years ago and it is notorious Really, this every game from this developer, uh, all the Dark Souls games, Bloodborne, and now the newest one, Elden Ring, 
and Sekiro, they're all known for being, like, ludicrously difficult. Like, Dark Souls is... There's a meme about Dark Souls, which is it's, it's so hard, and there's no, like... To beat Dark Souls, the meme is you just have to get good. If you ever, if you ever are, see anything regarding video games, you see the phrase, get good, that's, that's a Dark Souls meme. It's because that game was designed to beat you down and ruin your fucking life. Um, and I always kind of avoided it because I was like, I don't need, like, like I'm, I play video games. Like, I'm pretty decent at video games. But I was like, I don't want to do that. Um, it's just, the discourse around it is just, it's so hard, it's so hard, it's so hard. But then, a couple years ago, I played a game called Hollow Knight, which also, similarly, people were saying, it's, this game is so hard, and people were referring to that game as 2D Dark Souls. Um, (laughs) but I love, that game probably is my favorite game of all time, I loved it. Um, so, and, I didn't think it was that hard. It was challenging at times, but it wasn't like... It was very doable. Um, so then, I, a couple years ago is when I started. I was like, do I want to do Dark Souls? But, like, I don't know. Because I the reason I liked Hollow Knight is because it was what's called a Metroidvania, which is, like, my favorite genre of video game. I love the exploration. Um, really, just a, a big fan of that kind of game. So I still wasn't convinced. Was like, I don't want to beat my head up against the wall to play Dark Souls. Then... Uh, they released the game Elden Ring a couple months ago, and this game, if you're even kind of into video games, you've obviously heard about this game. It's taken the world by storm. It is supposedly like the pinnacle of this style of game, and uh, it's supposedly uh, also very difficult, but it's supposedly amazing. Um, Totally open world. And, uh, and that really intrigued me, but there's something broken in my brain to where I knew that it's not really a series, but like all the games by this developer are all like the same, like they're just iterations on the last one. And so I was like, ah, I really want to play this Elden Ring game, but I don't want to jump right into it. So I finally jumped into Dark Souls Remastered, um, a month or so ago. And actually, so the first... I would say within two hours, I was like, fuck this game. I hate, I hate this. I actually tried to return it, but Steam, because, so I actually bought it a while ago on a sale for like $5. Cause like maybe one day I never touched it, but because I bought it so long ago, Steam you was like, you trying to get a refund for a $5 game. I, so I don't think I remember that. At the, and, and it was pure rage. I mean, I was furious. I was like, this game fucking sucks. I don't know how, I don't know how anybody plays this. That's amazing. So yeah, so I tried to get a refund and Steam w- wouldn't give me a refund. So I was like, I guess I'll push through. So I would say, and this is going to sound crazy. Trust me, I know. I would say the first seven to eight hours of that game are pure hell well at least for me at least for me i found out later it's because i was basically i should have gone right and instead i went left are you serious yeah so so the enemies were like way overpowered for me however i think that ultimate the fact that i just pushed through i just beat i just put on podcasts and i was just beating my head up against the wall because i knew it was like this game's supposed to be hard i didn't think it'd be this hard 
but um but it's supposed to be hard i just gotta get good i just gotta do the meme i just gotta get good i just have to learn how this game wants me to play it and it kind of worked out because i did in the way harder part of the of the game and then i started to get it and i was like okay this is kind of interesting but like i'm sick i can't get past like the first area i was on the first area for like eight hours and i was like i'm getting so sick of this and so then i finally discovered there's a whole different way to go where the enemies are way easier it it and um at this point i had i was severely over leveled and i n- understood how the game wanted me to play so at this point i am burning through the game i was and I realize, number one, this is a 3D Metroidvania, basically, which is like, oh, I didn't know that. I'm not having trouble with literally any of the boss. I'm way more than halfway through the game, and the longest I've ever taken on a boss is three tries, which is, like, unheard of. People are taking, like, 20, 30, 40 tries on bosses, and I'm like, meh, no big deal. Um... So, so, so my Dark Souls experience went to worst game ever to, I totally get it. It's an absolute, I understand why people call it a masterpiece. I totally agree. And I fucking love it. It's incredible. So I guess my advice is if you've ever been curious about Dark Souls, um, once you get to the first open area, (laughs) go right, don't go left. (laughs) And it's really not, it's not as hard as everybody says. If, if you are decent at video games, you will be fine. And I felt the same way with Hollow Knight. Everybody's talking about this game's impossible. No, it's not. It's fine. Um, Dark Souls is the same. But also, expect to be frustrated for a few hours. But if you can push through, it is definitely totally worth it. Um, I mean, I've been, I'm shocked I've been loving it, but I've been loving it. So that is my far too long <laughs> rant about Dark Souls, which no can, one cares about. Can but I, I just, just say, yes, I feel like the last 10 minutes were, were me listening to someone talk about the emotional abuse and trauma they're being put through. And at <laughs> that the very is... end, them just going, but it was okay. <laughs> no, no, no. But like the, the point of, I mean, the reason people like Dark Souls is because it is about perseverance. Like it is made to beat you down. To force you to figure out like how to do it, mm. um, That's like that—that that, that is the 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 main point. And um, yeah, so so yeah, I'm I'm totally a convert. I never, I am shocked. I never thought I would be, but yeah, big big Dark Souls guy. Boom. Yes. Well, there you have it. I mean, after that, I don't even know what to say. Yeah. Oh, and, and I should say I will I will update weekly because it has very much been peaks and valleys. There's some days I love it, and other days I absolutely hate it. Um, so maybe next week we'll record on a day where I'm hating it, and I will I will update. Can't wait. I want the ten minute rant of you just being fucking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You you would have gotten that in the first eight hours. I mean, I was furious. Wow, it's fucking bananas, dude. My, my my recommendation is gonna be a hell of a lot shorter than yours, because <laughs> um, damn. Um, yeah, yeah. Mine, I just finished it. Uh, my partner and I watch it. It's an HBO. It's an HBO Max exclusive called "Our Flag Means Death." Oh yes, I love. I watch that too, and I love it. Please continue. It's uh, it's a show that was created by Taika Waititi, um, and well, actually, I don't know if he created it. 
he stars in it. It's created by David Jenkins. Mm. Um, I don't know what else that guy's created, but Taika Waititi is is part of it. He directed uh, Thor Ragnarok as well as Thor Love and Thunder. He he voices Korg in those films as well. But it's basically a gay pirate show. That's how I've been telling people what it is. Yeah, um, I mean that's kind of a spoiler though. Yeah, I, I guess maybe say. it is. Yeah, it might be a little bit. So it's it's loosely based on a man named Steed Bonnet, mm-hmm, the gentleman and, pirate. Um, he yeah he basically played by like, Reese Darby. We should say who's Reese Darby is like the greatest actor. He's ever. the best. No one knows who that is, but he's so good. Oh, um, I think people know Reese Darby. He's around. He's in stuff. Yeah, he's in he's in a few things. Uh, definitely not like a household name. But he is one of my favorite actors because he was in Flight of the Concords as their mm-hmm. band manager. Um, and I loved that show. He was in like Yes Man yep, with yep. Uh, uh, Jim Carrey. Yep. Um, his stand-up's really good. He's in a great New Zealand comedy called Short Poppies, which is really good. Yep. And he, he was, voices one of the characters in the Voltron show. He was in Jumanji, too. I think he's he plays a couple characters in Oh, my in Jumanji. God. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, but he's a great actor. But basically, he's like a, a rich guy that decides he wants to be a pirate, but he wants to like be a pirate that's nice. Um, and Taika Waititi plays Blackbeard, which is amazing. And it's just like silly and just wild. And it was so much fun to watch. And there's a lot of big actors that show up. Like Fred Armisen shows up. Uh, Leslie Jones. Yeah. Um, Nick Kroll. Um, and I think Will Arnett. Yeah, Will Arnett's in it as well. Yeah. Um, yep. So, like, lots of people just randomly show up. And it's just, like, a wild show. I, I, you know, I guess I kind of already spoiled it a little bit. I've never seen a show that treats gay characters as normal as straight people (laughs) as much as this show does. Yeah. Because, uh, usually I don't even know like what they do that makes it weird, but they always like make it weird when people, well, they just make their main, uh, personality trait, their gayness, which is ridiculous. Right. And like this show, it's just like, nah, everyone's just whatever, you know? And it's just, it's so good. I loved it. Our flag means death. HBO max. You should hundred percent watch it. It's so fucking weird. I love it. Um, but yeah, that's all I have. I've been reading lots of books. I'm on the second Expanse book now because I love the first one. Um, in between that, I was reading a uh, an Agatha Christie mystery book, and then a new James Bond book got delivered. I forgot it was even coming out, so I blasted Ooh. through that one. And then I read uh, the Murder of Roger Ackroyd by uh, Agatha Christie, and that was a great little mystery book. Those ones I've been enjoying quite a bit. So, nice. Lots of books for me outside in the summer, so I've been enjoying that as much as I can. Um, yeah, yeah, I feel like I've been reading my ass off. Um, and I know you, you, are, you are a big physical book person. I am a big Kindle person. And, and I, um, man, I, I, I love that Kindle so much. Oh, my God. It's, it, I, I really feel like I wouldn't be reading a tenth as much if I didn't have that Kindle. Yeah, I love I love reading in the summer. It's one of my favorite things. I try yeah, to get nice. away from the screens and all that, and so it's one of my favorite things because that's all I do all day is stare at a screen. Yeah. So, yeah, I, the nice thing about the Kindle is one, it's not like you can't like browse on it, and two, right. it's not really it's like e ink, so it's not really a screen. It's a screen. Yeah, but those it's are cool. Not I like the same. those. Yeah, it's like its own thing. Very natural. I could definitely see myself converting in the future, but man, I just I love a good book. Just an yeah, no, book. I get, I totally get it for sure. But yeah, um, if you want to reach out to us, 
Twitter at Infinity Rewatch. Um, you can shoot us an email at the Infinity Watch Podcast at gmail.com. Make sure you include the subject line, fuck the billionaires, so I know you're not spam, because I get spam all the time. <laughs> um, and then we'll be back next week, Miss Marvel episode two, back on the train. Love it. Fuck, fuck the, billionaires. the billionaires. Boom. Same time. Ha <laughs> ha.